Yamamoto Kansuke was a brave and ingenious samurai warrior who lived in the 1500s. He was a general of the renowned Takeda Shingen, whose infamous rivalry with Uswegi Kenshin saw a series of battles fought right here in what is now Nagano. Kansuke is known for a few things. He bravely fought many battles despite having a lame leg and one blind eye. More importantly for us, he is famous for his jet black suit of armour with a distinctive pair of bull's horns on the helmet. Lastly, the name Yamamoto Kansuke is remembered for a brilliant victory, which he won through an ingenious battle plan, a pincer movement. Unfortunately, he never lived to see his own triumph, prematurely believing the battle to be lost and his tactic a failure. Yamamoto led a suicidal charge at his enemy so he might die with honour. I'm Luke Summerhays, and I love Pinsir. Pinsir is scary and strong and cool. Whether Mega Pinsir is facing down the player in a video game, Pinsir EX is on the table in a card game, or Metapods are being sliced in half on the anime, Pinsir always looks like it means business. Pinsir is a squat, humanoid bug. It has a terrifying sideways mouth filled with sharp teeth. It looks like a cross between a meat grinder in a sausage factory and the Predator. Pinsir doesn't skip leg day, but its arms are spindly and not particularly impressive. Pinsir's low-caliber guns are made up for by the enormous pincer it has growing from the top of its head. Pokedex can't quite seem to make up its mind as to what exactly Pinsir has on its head. Obviously they're sometimes referred to as pincers, but bugs tend to have their pincers in front of their mouths. Other times they're referred to in the Pokedex as horns, and other times as antlers. For example, Pokemon Gold says, With its horns, it digs burrows to sleep in at night. In the morning, damp soil clings to its body while Pokemon Silver reads, swings its long antlers wildly to attack. During cold periods, it hides deep in forests. Lastly, in Pokemon Stadium, we are told, grips and tears at its enemy with the two pincers on its head. Enemies with hard bodies are gripped and tossed. I was a blue version kid, so while Pinsir was an elusive Safari Zone monster, it was something I could conceivably catch. It looked tough and threatening compared to a lot of the monsters I could catch up to that point, so I wanted it badly. Pinsir, like that one insecure friend everyone has, is in many ways defined by its pairings. Initially, Pinsir was a counterpart to Scyther. Scyther appeared in red version, while Pinsir was exclusive to blue. They starred alongside one another in a minigame in Pokemon Stadium. And in the second generation, they could finally both be found in the same game, as the star attractions in the National Park's bug-catching contest. Scyther is compared in Pokedex entries to a ninja, 
while Pincer's design draws inspiration from the samurai, as well as the horns, or if you prefer, antlers, as worn by Sonada Masayuki, another famous local samurai. Pincer's first anime appearance was under the ownership of Samurai, a kid who dresses like a samurai warrior and challenges Ash to a battle. His pincer is a pretty terrifying prospect, until it struggles to cut through Metapod's hardened form. People like to talk about censored Pokemon episodes, usually misusing that word. For reasons I'll go into next week, most of these episodes really shouldn't see the word censorship thrown around. This episode is, on the other hand, one of many that was genuinely censored in Korea, where Japanese imagery was strictly banned for a long time post-war. In the second generation, Scyther received a new evolution in the form of Scizor. Prior to the release of Pokemon Gold and Silver, I was obsessively reading any magazine I could get my prepubescent hands on. I was convinced that Pinsa had a new evolution as well, particularly after seeing what looked like a new beetle monster alongside Scizor. In the end, Pinsa didn't get a new evolution. Instead, while Scyther went on to have a new future as Scizor, Pinsa was positioned alongside Heracross instead. Heracross and Pinsa are both non-evolving bug types with comparable stats. They are also respectively based on the two most popular breeds of fighting beetles. Pinsa is a stag beetle, and Heracross a rhinoceros beetle. Beetle fighting, literally the pitching of two beetles against each other in fights to be gambled on, is unfortunately still popular across Asia to this day, and is arguably one of the inspirations behind Pokemon itself. Pinsa and Heracross were even made version exclusives in Pokemon X and Y, and also each given a Mega Evolution at the same time. Mega Pinsa sprouts wings and develops a flying type, as well as the devastatingly useful Aerialate ability. In competitive Pokemon video game play, Pinsa had niches in the top tier at the start and end of its lifespan. In the very first generation, the slightly simpler way stats worked made it a bit of a beast, while in the sixth generation, the very complicated way its ability works made it a powerhouse there. Jonathan Cromie composer for this show, got in touch with this to say. I'll be honest, my fondness for Pinsir is born mostly out of jealousy. I was a Pokemon Blue child, and not only did Red Owners get a cool Mantis fella, it then evolved next gen, into a Steel-type no less. Meanwhile, we got a Stag Beetle from your worst nightmares, look at that mouth! I'm very sad that Pinsir didn't get the evolution that the Space World beta showed, because its Mega is over-designed, and we Blue Owners deserve some recompense, darn it. Number one super fan and Patreon supporter Andrew Rice also got in touch, and he isn't a fan of Mega Pinsa either. What's up, Luke Loves Pokemon? It's me, your boy, Andrew Rice, here to talk about Pinsa. Now, Pinsa is obviously a big, cool bug with some crazy horns ready for crushing. But let's have a quick chat about Megapinsa really. I mean Megapinsa is the ultimate sort of kid who's designed his own version of a Pokemon and is just gonna show it off to the world. He looks meaner, he looks stronger, tougher, and he's got wings just just because it's cool to have wings in it, I suppose. But but 
like, there's, there's not really much thought going into it. Is this just a kid that's going, oh yeah, oh this will be cooler. Look, his it's, it's horns are sharper. Oh, he looks, he looks so angry. Like, I could have designed that. Come on, guys. Come on. So how? I was also a Pokemon Blue kid. It's undeniable that Scyther was the more popular monster. But even after all these years, I don't feel shortchanged. Pinsir is cool and scary and tough. Music for Luke Loves Pokemon is by Jonathan Cromie, and artwork for the show is by Katie Groves. Shout out also to our supporters on Patreon, who help keep the show on SoundCloud. If you're enjoying Luke Loves Pokemon and you haven't already, please head on over to the Twitter and Facebook pages, which can both be found at Luke Loves PKMN. From there you can get in contact about the Pokemon we'll be covering next, Tauros and Magikarp. I'd love to hear from you about any monster, so please say hi. I love Pinsir. And remember, I love you too. Enemies with hard bodies are gripped and tossed.